0: Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 am, for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Gumi because it's informative, educative, and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour, the program for caring parents.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a fresh episode of Ask the Pediatrician Hour. I am Bimi Salaboide. I'm a pediatrician and I'm your anchor for today's broadcast. This program, Ask the Pediatrician Hour, is brought to you, courtesy of Ask the Pediatricians Foundation. Active the Pediatrician Foundation is a registered non-profit in Nigeria uh, that is committed to the well-being of all children globally, especially in sub-Saharan Africa, where more than 90% of all child deaths globally occurs and uh, most of these deaths are from preventable causes so our vision is to say uh, that no child dies from preventable causes and we do that through health education on various platforms especially on the social media and also through our community medical outreaches and one of the platforms where we educate parents about the health of their children where we create awareness is this program ask the pediatrician hour Uh, thank you so much for joining us on whichever platform you may be watching from at whatever time of the day uh thank you to those of you who are joining us on our facebook page our facebook group uh thank you so much and for those of you who are watching on our youtube channel ask the pediatrician tv you're welcome and for those of you who are listening either on Fresh Waves Radio or Mimi ATP podcast, we also want to thank you so much for joining us. And if today's your very first time for joining us on this platform, I want to warmly welcome you and just to let you know that you can catch up on past episodes of all the various topics that we've discussed in the past um, on any of these platforms on which you're watching right now. And so thank you so much. We are so grateful and so glad to have you join us. Uh, Every week we discuss a different new topic and most of our topics are things that are important to ensure that we maintain the health of our children. And today we're going to be talking about Down syndrome. Yes, as you can see on the flyer or my background, we're going to be talking about Down syndrome. I'm sure there's something that most of you may have heard about, but there are a lot of misunderstanding, misconception about Down syndrome, and so we're going to use today' uh, uh, topic uh, to talk about it and let you know what are those things you need to know about down syndrome let's start by saying that every year on the 21st of march is the world down syndrome day so that is a day that has been devoted uh, to creating awareness about uh down syndrome. And uh, we just celebrated this year's uh, down syndrome about a week ago and the team for this year 2023 world down syndrome day is with us and uh, not for us okay so individuals with down syndrome uh, they want you to understand and they want you to be with them not to just say we are advocating for them and one of the ways by being with them is by really understanding what Down syndrome is. So that is what uh, we are going to be talking about today. I want to start by saying there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to Down syndrome. Uh, I see a lot of people thinking any child who has special needs or additional needs uh People just say, oh, the child has Down syndrome, the child has Down syndrome, and it's not true. It is not every child who... Uh, some developmental delay or who has special educational needs or who has any form of uh, difficulties in terms of the development that have Down syndrome. No. Mm -hmm. And so it is not like a generic term for any child with learning disability or uh, developmental delay and all that. No, I see a lot of posts on Facebook, a lot of questions where people frame their question that shows lack of understanding of what Down syndrome is. I understand because Down syndrome is one of the most common, if not the commonest kind of uh, genetic condition that has to do with developmental delay or intellectual disability. And therefore, people just tend to you know, want to use the term, uh, you know, just to refer to anyone who has special needs. However, that is not true. Down syndrome is a diagnosis on its own that is separate from many other conditions that can cause developmental delay or intellectual disability. So let's start first by looking at, defining what Down syndrome is, and then what causes Down syndrome and how do we diagnose a child with Down syndrome, what are those symptoms, what are those features that we see in people or individuals who have Down syndrome? What are the difficulties or complications or health issues that people with Down syndrome may have? And then we want to look at uh, if somebody has Down syndrome, how do we support them as pediatricians how do we help them to achieve the best of their health and also to live their life to their full potential so these are the things we're going to be discussing about we're also going to talk about how do we diagnose it or how can we avoid for those you know who don't want to have a child with Down syndrome we'll also touch on that happened so we're going to start first by defining what is Down syndrome. Uh, So Down syndrome is a condition in which a person has an extra chromosome. I hope we all still remember our biology or integrated science. Uh, We all know that uh, there's a code, if I can put it, for whatever we are going to of all the characteristics we have and this code or what we call our genetic uh, dna they are contained in this substance called chromosomes so the chromosomes is the store of the g- genes okay the genes are the code that determines Whether how tall you are going to be, how uh, what whether your skin color is going to be black or brown or Caucasian, and all that. So, all those things uh, the color of our eyes, the color of our hair, and so many other things, including even medical conditions, they are all coded in these things called genes. And several genes are worth made up chromosomes all right and now we have 23 23 of chromosomes and um, the there are 22 autosomes what we call those are the ones that have to do with the rest of the body and we also have two sex chromosomes those are the, those are the ones that determine our gender whether you're going to be male, of female. So the female, we all have two X chromosomes and the males, they have uh, one X and one Y chromosomes. And then in addition, we have 22 other pairs of chromosomes and um, that code all our entire genetic um, DNA, uh, And uh, these chromosomes are numbered. So we number them from chromosome 1, chromosome 2, twen- to 22. And then you have the X or XX or XY chromosome, depending on whether you're male or female. This is just a revision of the uh, Our biology if we are forgotten. All right, so what happens in most simplistic of terms for those uh, individuals with Down syndrome is that they have an extra Chromosomes. Just remember that each individual, those twenty-three pairs of chromosomes, you re- inherit one set from your father and one set from the mother. So they, you know when a child is going to be formed, so the all the cells they have twenty-three pairs of chromosomes. Then you know they undergo a kind of division we call meiotic division in which those chromosomes are separated. So instead of twenty-three pairs, you have twenty-three a uh, set in either a sperm or 23 in an egg. So when a baby is being formed, the egg and the sperm meet together. So the egg brings 23 and the sperm brings 23 and they mix together to form another complete set of a cell or a cigote. And, and that cigote is what will now divide and divide and divide to form a whole human being. That is how uh, babies are formed in the womb. So that is why you inherit some features from your father and you inherit some features from your mother. So at the end of the day, you will now have. complete 23 pairs you have uh, if you if you get an x from your mom and x from your dad then you're going to be a girl if you get a y from dad and an x from mom then you're going to be a boy and that is simple uh reproduction how uh, life begins, houses are formed. So everybody have a pair of each numbered chromosome. So you have a pair of chromosome 1, a pair of chromosome 2, and so on and so forth. However, for some reasons, sometimes things does not go that way. Um, it's either whether the spam itself when it is coming. Instead of having just one of each of those number chromosomes. There may have been two, or maybe it could be in the head. There may be two. In other words, during the time the normal cells that have the twenty-three pairs, when they are being broken down, so that when the sex cells are being formed, something may have gone wrong at that stage, and so at the end of the day, at the end of the fertilization, instead of having two chromosome twenty-one, people with Down syndrome have three of those chromosomes. So you have three chromosome 21. That is the simplest way to explain it. Uh, sometimes it is not like there is complete three of them. Sometimes maybe the are parts of that chromosome 21. Some of it have caught and attached itself to you know, another part of another chromosome and then so you have an extra part, part of it. So it may not be the entire Part the entire chromosome twenty one that you have three, but maybe a part of it as well. But whichever way, we, uh, what really happens is that people with Down syndrome have this extra uh, chromosome twenty one. So instead of having two, like majority of people who don't have Down syndrome, people with Down syndrome have three of that chromosome. 21. And that is why another name for Down syndrome, we call it trisomy 21. So you if you go to hospitals, sometimes when doctors are talking in a coded language, so they tend to say trisomy 21. Uh, Down is the name of the Person, the scientist who discovered Down syndrome, who was able to, you know, characterize, describe children and people with Down syndrome. So that's why it's called after the name of the of the scientist. However, uh, the other name for it is trisomy twenty one, and that helps to remind us that there are in people who have Down syndrome, they have three of the chromosome 21, instead of having a pair, they have three of those uh, chromosome 21, and it is special in all the cells of the body, and that now leads to them having some particular features, uh, the way, some things that we can see, the way they look, and also predisposes uh, such individuals to also some certain health, issues. All right. So I hope we have not uh, gotten lost in all those medical jargons. But just to summarize by saying people with with Down syndrome have three of that, or uh, they have an extra copy of chromosome 21. Uh, so that is what we call the trisomy 21. And that extra copy changes how the baby's you know body and their brain develop and it can lead to certain mental and physical challenges for the baby and it is when we see all that that was okay yes this is a child with down syndrome so people with down syndrome tends to have they look similar to each other but then their abilities will be different so uh Down syndrome is one of the genetic conditions that is sometimes very easy for us to diagnose, especially for those of us in Africa, uh, Nigeria, where we don't have ready access to genetic testing and all that. But because children and people who have Down syndrome tend to have a particular with the look, it is often very easy for us to suspect that, okay, this child may have Down syndrome and we're able to now go ahead and confirm it uh, through uh, genetic tests. So how do people with Down syndrome look? So there are certain features that we tend to see, uh, we call them a phenotype of the way you know the way you look you know um th- that's the common physical features that we see in children with down syndrome um number one they they the bridge of their nose tends to be flat all right and then the highs tend to slant up you know we call that uh, the 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 Opening between the highs, we call it papebrial features. So if you draw a line through the opening between your highs, it should just go straight down. But for individuals with Down syndrome, they tend to go straight. They tend to slant upward. So we call it upward slanting of the papybrial feature. Or uh, they tend to have like short neck. So they tend to have what we call low sets yes their hairs tend to be small and tends to be low so if you draw a line from the outer corner of your eyes down straight down to your hairs it should cut your hair it should cut a little bit of your hairs you know above and a little bit down but people with down syndrome if you draw that line the entire hair will be below that line so when we say that we refer to it as um low set here so it's one of the features well of down syndrome um sometimes people with down syndrome also tend to have a large uh, tongue that tends to come out of their mouth and this is something most people tend to say and then there's a way their eyes look uh, they may have some kind of whitey spots in their eyes uh, sometimes they have small hands and small feet and even the, the one of the fingers may cough in a certain way then sometimes if you look at your palm uh, most of us tend to have like three lines Drawn through our palms but uh sometimes children with dance syndrome tends to have just one of those lines what we call palmar crease and it tends to run like a straight line what we call it transverse you know so instead of having three lines, they may just have just a single one running across in the center of the palm. Uh, I've already talked about they can have a very small pink finger. The, 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 your pinky finger is your fifth finger. Um, for children with Down syndrome, it can be small. Another feature that is common to children with Down syndrome is that when they are born, they tend to be very, very what we call floppy. Or hypotonic. In other words, when you carry them, it's as if they are going to slip through your finger. It's as if they, they they don't have much strength. And this is one of the things some parents first noticed about the child, like the child is too soft. You know, I mean, if I use Nigerian English, that the child is so soft or very floppy. It's as if, they, as if there's no bone inside. You know, so that's one of the features of Down syndrome. But let me quickly mention that some people with Down syndrome may not have every of these physical features, some depending there are different kinds of downs dance, dance, you know we shall come down to later uh so some children are very classic they have all the features we can see the single palmar crease we can see the hopeless line The others, all but some children may not necessarily have all these features they may have a few i may not have a few and so that is why we don't just rely on shows the physical features, we also have to uh, confirm it through uh, genetic testing. But the easiest way for doctors to diagnose children with Down syndrome is by looking out for these uh, physical features. So I've also talked about the fact that they are hypotonic or floppy. And then most the time as they get older, they tend to be short, and uh, children and adults. So those are the physical features. So when a child is born, uh, we begin to see... Um, different things in different areas, uh, or the way the child look, then we can begin to say, oh, could this child have Down syndrome? Uh, that is the first thing doctors tend to pick up when we look at the children after they are born, when we are examining them, and that's why every child should be examined when they are born. Unfortunately, sometimes people still give birth at home, and sometimes people just give birth and no doctor examined the child, maybe the midwife took the delivery, and the child has gone on. Some of those children tend to be mixed because uh, I've seen sometimes parents asking on ATP or posting picture of their children, and it is striking me that, oh, this child is looking like a child who may have Down syndrome, but the mother doesn't even know. She's asking about something completely different. And I always ask, did anybody uh, tell you anything when your child was born? It's often to so another, nobody has ever told the mom that your child look uh, different or, or we're suspecting the child may have a syndrome or a, a condition. And it's not only Down syndrome, they're different, different condition, but usually doctors, when we say we tend to quickly pick up that this child may be having Down syndrome features and of course we usually want to confirm that. So I've defined what Down syndrome is. You can also call it trisomy 21. They have extra pair, extra uh, copy of chromosome 21 instead of two. Usually most people have two of Chromosome 21, but people with Down syndrome who have three of them. And we've talked about the fact that when they are born, Due to the fact that they have that extra chromosome, they look a little bit different and then they are prone to certain health issues, which we are going to talk about. And there are the question is how many children are born with uh, Down syndrome? The issue is, they, uh, though in Nigeria we don't have figures, but like for example, in the United States, about 6,000 children are born every year with down syndrome so that is the figure for Niger- uh, united states uh that is one in every 700 babies so every year one in every 700 babies is born with down syndrome i guess the figure may be similar for other countries including nigeria and um it is the most common what we call chromosomal condition in other words it's the most common condition that a child is born with, you know, it has nothing to do with what happened after the baby has been born. This is something that has that's how the baby has been right from the beginning. It's one of the most common genetic, uh what we call chromosome related uh condition in in the world. So and it's one of the ones thousands of syndromes, but Down syndrome is one of the most common of them all. That is uh, that. And so you can, I'm sure one of us, all of us knew at least one person with uh, Down syndrome. Now let's talk about the types of Down syndrome. Even though I've said that people with Down syndrome have that extra copy of chromosome 21. There are actually a little bit of uh, difference in the difference in the chromosome 21. So, um, but people will not know because they tend to look similar and their behavior uh, may be similar, but in terms, depending on the type, it may affect how they present, alright. It may it may affect the kind of uh, severity. Okay, let me put it that way of the issues that the children may deal with. So we have the typical trisomy twenty one, which is what everybody know, and which is the ninety five percent of children with Down syndrome. That they, they just have the the full extra chromosome. Extra copy of chromosome twenty one. That is the type one. So, um, and each cell in the body of these people have three copies of chromosome twenty one instead of two copies. So that is the. Classic trisomy 21, that is the most common type of Down syndrome, and it occurs in 95% of people. Now, there's also type 2, which we call translocation uh, Down syndrome. This translocation Down syndrome is the one I was trying to explain that some parts of chromosome 21 may have come off the chromosome 21 and attached itself. To uh, another chromosome, you know, and so, and when uh, that uh, cell is break is being broken to form sex cells, that extra piece of chromosome twenty one is carried along to the new cell, and so that by saying we always have an extra bit of chromosome uh, twenty one, it is not the whole. Um, it is not the whole of the chromosome twenty one. It's just a bit of it that has gone to attach itself uh, to another chromosome, and this accounts for a few percent of the type of Down syndrome. So you can imagine that those who have translocation type uh, may not necessarily have uh, a whole lot of features like those who have the entire extra copy of chromosome 21 and then finally we have the third type which we call mosaic down syndrome i hope i'm not losing people right but the, the, the mosaic type have people that have some cells in their body have normal. they are they have just two pairs of chromosome 21 and then you also have some cells that have Chromosome that have trisomy 21, they have three copies. So it's a mix of both normal cells and uh cells with extra copy of chromosome 21. So uh that happened through some issues during uh reproduction, which I'm not going to disturb you with understanding the medical jargon behind that, but just know that it is possible to have some set of cells with. Uh, just two pairs of chromosome twenty-one, and some sets with chromosome uh, trisomy twenty-one. So it's a mix. That's why we call it mosaic uh, syndrome. So that is why people with mosaic Down syndrome tend to have uh, same features with other children, but they may not have as many as compared to those who are the full trisomy twenty-one children, because some of their cells are normal cells. So Cells without trisomy twenty one. Why, if you uh, some other cells uh, depending on the ratio they have, maybe trisomy twenty one. But they tend not to also have the full fledged picture that we see in those who have the type one. Which is trisomy 21 where they have an a full length extra chromosome 21 you know so that is the three types of chromosome of down syndrome that we have so we have the full trisomy 21 where there's an a whole extra copy of of the chromosome 21 you have the translocation type where a part of the chromosome 21 has gone to attach itself to another chromosome, maybe chromosome two or any of these other chromosomes, and then it gets carried along when there's uh, reproduction. And then you also have the mosaic where some cells are normal and some cells have uh, extra chromosome 21. So those are the different types of Down syndrome. For most people, you won't need to know all that. That is maybe for those of us in medical science to explain some things to parents. However, most people just see the physical features I described earlier and know that this child has Down syndrome. Now, uh, the presence of that extra chromosome 21 is what leads to these physical features and all the developmental issues or challenges that people with Down syndrome may face. We don't really know why that extra chromosome 21 being present is causing all these issues, but <laughs> it is one of those things. And because it is something that affects all the cells, so virtually all the organs in the body are affected by Down syndrome. There are various challenges, health challenges that can arise in virtually all the organs of the body, in addition to the physical features um, that in people with health, Down syndrome. <laughs> However, there are risk factors for having a child with Down syndrome. There, are, When we say something is a risk factor, it means it is likely to happen in those who have those factors. It is not like automatic. So in other words, For example, we'll say the age of the mother is a risk factor for Down syndrome. So we say women above the age of 35 are at risk of having babies with Down syndrome. The older the mother, the higher the risk of having a baby with Down syndrome. But it does not mean every mom who is above 35 will have a Down syndrome baby. No, because people sometimes get panicky. And I remember there was a time people were uh, not happy when I talked about the fact that child bearing, we want your child bearing to be between 18 and 35. That is medical books definition of childbearing age uh, i understand because a lot of women these days because of our academic pursuits career pursuits uh, we're getting married later some of us are getting married in our 30s our 40s and there's no problem with that the challenge is that doctors medical scientists realize that the older you have before you have your first baby the more um likely for you to have a child with some of these chromosomal and genetic uh, uh, issues. And that is why we always say we want women to have their babies between 18 and 35. So mothers who are having their baby for uh, oh, as older age, they are likely going to they can have a baby with Down syndrome. That does not mean that mothers who are not as old as 35 cannot have a baby with Down syndrome. In fact, majority of babies with Down syndrome are born by mothers who are not old at all. So there are other reasons for that because obviously most women having babies are women less than 35 anyway. And so most babies are still born by mothers who have... Not as old as 35. But being an elderly mom, and the word elderly in, in this context means a mother above 35 is a very risk factor for having Down syndrome. Okay, so that is number one. But like I said, eventually more babies with Down syndrome are born by mothers who do not who are not even 35. All right, so those are the risk factors for Down syndrome. And there are ways by which doctors can uh, test, you know. So there are tests that we do uh, to, to figure out, we call it screening, to know whether you are likely going to have a Down syndrome baby or not. So they combine the age of the mother. They can test what we call alpha protein in the mother's blood, uh, there's what we call triple screen, quad screen. You don't need to worry about all those jargons, but just for you to know that doctors have a way of knowing uh, whether a mother is likely going to have a baby with Down syndrome. So we can test even before, I mean, when the mother is still pregnant, we can assess the, we can screen you know, it does sometimes depending on the level of the screen. If it's coming up as high screen, then the doctors may want to go further and actually test the baby in the womb. They can do what we call uh, chorioncystesis and all that tries to see uh, whether the baby have uh, Down syndrome. Um, but so, but then it depends. Do you want to terminate the pregnancy or not? So. Some people still the one time need a pregnancy anyway. so sometimes we can have abnormal screening results. and the people will still be fine. So it is very important for mothers to understand that it is not absolute. So it's just that it can give us some idea and so it's a little bit tricky uh, at this point. but. If a baby has been born already and the baby has the clinical features or the physical features of a child with down syndrome we can actually confirm it and there are tests that we can do Um, so we can do some genetic tests we call it karyotype Uh, so when we do the karyotype then we can Know whether this baby have Down syndrome or not. So, um, and there are tests we can do before the baby is born as well. I've talked about coronary synthesis and we can do, I mean, uh, uh, chorionic villus sampling. So, there are, this is basically taking parts of the uh the 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 covering of the baby in the womb or taking part of the placenta of the baby in the womb and sending it to the lab and we can know for sure oh there's extra chromosome 21 this baby has down syndrome and the mothers could be given the option of continuing the pregnancy or not how when the baby is born we can see the baby features and then we can also confirm it with what we call a carrier type. Now, so why is it important for us to know about Down syndrome? Uh, Children with Down syndrome, the way they look is the list of the issues. Uh, It's not even an issue. uh, However, there are health problems that people with Down syndrome are prone to. So in addition to those facial features and all that, they are prone to some health problems. However, again, this is not like absolute, like every child with Down syndrome will have these health issues. So there are people with Down syndrome who do not have any health issues beyond the facial look of Down syndrome. So they just have only the phenotype, uh, but they don't have the physical health issues that I'm going to be talking about. So if you have a child with Down syndrome, I don't want you to start panicking and to think, oh, doctor said my child has these health issues. No, it's it's not every child that we have those health issues. Uh, They are prone to having the health issues, but they may not necessarily have those health issues okay so let's get it from there, face so most of them just have the look but then we have to know what are those other health issues that they can have all right so let's start what are the health issues uh that people with down syndrome may have i think the most important thing is that more than 50 percent of people with down syndrome are prone to having uh developmental delay or, which is what we normally use when they are less than five years old or when they are older we tend to use the term uh intellectual disability so people with down syndrome are more likely to have intellectual disability it's one of the most common uh, cause of intellectual disability or when they are younger they tend to be slow with their development so they may not sit on time they may not walk on time but they, they eventually uh, they may not talk on time but they eventually will do that but like i said it is not compulsory that they we have or uh everyone with downstream we have these issues. Some still don't have this developmental delay or intellectual disability, but it's a very common thing. Maybe more than 50% we have it. All right. So there are other issues they can also have hearing problem, hearing loss. Uh, last time I was talking, I talked about um Deafness, so Down syndrome are prone to having hearing loss, and they tend to have this uh, what we call the conductive type of hearing loss. I see, so one of the things we do as part of our support for people with Down syndrome is to check their hearing regularly. All right. So another health problem common in people with Down syndrome is they tend to have what we call sleeping uh, obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, they tend to struggle with their breathing when they're sleeping and sometimes they can actually stop breathing completely. So that's another health issues that they, they can have. And I think the one uh, another health issue that they tend to have which worries us more is the art problem. So children with down syndrome tend to be born with health problem, And from my own experience as a pediatrician, this is what we really struggle with, especially in Nigeria, where we don't have access to... Um, Cardiac surgery, as such. Uh, so, a lot of children I know with Down syndrome who didn't survive their infancy or um, early childhood is because of the heart problem. Sometimes the heart problems are quite severe. Um, and if there's no enough resource uh, to do heart surgery sometimes some of them do succumb but sometimes we are able to get some children to have their heart surgery and then the children are fine so in countries where that is not an issue most children with down syndrome right from the time they are born they have what we call an echocardiography a scan of their hearts and if there's a hole or any defects in the, uh, what we call the valves of the heart or anything, it is, they go for the surgery quickly so that they don't end up having heart failure. Uh, Because many children with Down syndrome were always sick in in and out of hospital. Some of them, is because of the heart defects, hearts, uh, holes in the heart uh, that they have, which have not been repaired by surgery. So this is another common health problems that children with Down syndrome, they can have. They are also prone to having hear infections. Uh, in addition to the hearing loss, infections generally are common in people with uh, Down syndrome. Um, they can also have problems with the intestinal tract, uh, the digestive tracts, rather. So we have, the can have what atresia, atresia and all that. So, Eventually, all the organs in the body of people with Down syndrome uh, can give them some problems. And one thing we do as healthcare providers is what we call surveillance. Uh, we monitor all these organs and we kind of pick it up on time so that we can support with treatment when necessary they are also prone to having what we call low thyroid hormones you know so thyroid function tests is one of the tests we tend to do a lot in children with down syndrome we are looking for uh, low thyroid hormones and sometimes if it is low we can replace the thyroid hormones we have um, the uh, replacement thyroxins and stuff like that that we can give uh, to children with type thi- with Down syndrome who have uh, low thyroid hormone levels. So that people with Down syndrome are also prone to having respiratory infections. They they some are prone to having um, later on in life. They are prone to having like cancers like leukemia. They are prone to having Um, um, uh, dementia, but these are late-life complications not in the early childhood. But like I said, uh, it is not all the children that we have these health issues. Most children don't have them. Uh, Some are fine and some, the only challenge they have is the development of delay or intellectual disability. But at the same time, we have people with Down syndrome Who do not have intellectual disability were able to go to university, complete the course, and live the normal. Uh, fulfilling life, you know. Of course, the life expectancy for people with Down syndrome is slower compared to the uh, general population. All right, so those are the health issues or challenges that people with Down syndrome may have. And now the question is, how do we support uh, children or families uh, who have um, Down syndrome, because I guess that's a uh, question a lot of people may want to ask. Um, the most important thing is for us to make the diagnosis. So if a child has Down syndrome, we want to pick it up early. We want to know that they have Down syndrome. And um, I know sometimes people don't some. People will say, what I don't know does not hurt me. Uh, However, when it comes to medical um, issues, sometimes it may make a difference in everything so it's good to know what we're dealing with uh so we prefer to know so the reason why we need to know is to prepare you know when you know what you're dealing with then you can provide appropriate uh support for children with the down syndrome like i said they are prone to certain health issues and because they are prone to certain health issues we want to do what we call Surveillance. So we we do a lot of surveillance. Uh, surveillance means we look out for problems that can happen in Down syndrome, and we we don't wait for it to happen. We we look actively for it so when babies are born we want to examine them and want to talk to parents on um, this is down syndrome these are the challenges we want to check the hearts we want to check the thyroid function we want to check their blood levels we want to check everything we want to check their hearing we want to check their height. we want to see whether there are any problems and if there are some problems some of them we can fix them So if there's a heart problem, we can repair the heart. We can do heart surgery. If the thyroid hormones are low, we can give them a tyrosine, you know, replacement. If the hearing is a problem, we can give some hearing aids or whatever to support it. If they're having infections, we want to be aggressive with treating that infection so that it doesn't, you know, lead to something more uh, dangerous or that can lead to loss of life. So these are things that we want to do, and that is why it's so important. And like I said, it is one of those conditions that we tend to diagnose these days without uh, even genetic tests, because it's very easy when you see the facial features, but it's good that we can confirm it as well. So we don't just want to use our look alone, but these days for low resource country, there are hubs uh, that uh, when you take a picture of a child with a hub, it's up to 90% of it, will, it will tell you, well, oh, this child has down syndrome. And also there are very easy hubs that we can use. But in other places where there's resources, we can actually do the genetic test. And the karyotype is what we do. It's one of the cheapest tests and it's available in Nigeria. And um, We can do it and we can confirm. That this child has Down syndrome, then that child needs to come for regular follow-ups with the doctors. So, like I said, we have to be seeing them regularly, and then we we'll, there's no drugs like per se. I need to I need to answer that because a lot of parents always ask us whether there's something that we can give to the child and it will take uh, Down syndrome away. Uh, there is no it's not a drug thing. It's not, there's no fixing. There's nothing we're going to do, <clears throat> excuse me, to fix a child who has Down syndrome. It is, that is what they have. That, there's nothing, that is, This part of, this every cell in the body, uh, except for those who are mosaic, have that extra chromosome. So there's nothing we can do to fix that. So what we normally do is to suck. Uh, with whatever challenge those who have down syndrome may have we just try to support that so i always like to emphasize that because a lot of parents will come to the pediatricians who come to us they are looking for you to fix it they are looking for you to solve it make it like you see a problem that we need to take away no it is not that's just what the child is but if the child what we can do as pediatricians is that we can support whatever health issues that child has some parents are so lucky their children don't have no health issues they just have the look and that's it but they are otherwise healthy that's fantastic. So we encourage you to let them eat well, take the immunizations, the normal health promotion you do for any other child. But some children we know have certain health issues, like if there's a heart problem, if there's a hearing problem, if a thyroid problem, those are the children that we need to help and deal with those health issues. So we need to make sure they are going to the dentist regularly, they are having their eyes checked regularly, they are having their... Um, hearing check regularly. They have the thyroid hormone test check regularly so that if anything, we pick up anything, we fix it as soon as possible. All right. So some children also with Down syndrome may have developmental delay. That is one of the commonest features of Down syndrome. So some children may talk late. They may not work on time and all that. So we don't always can't predict when they will do any of these things, but we can support them. So if a child is not talking on time, we can provide speech therapy. If the child is not working on time, we can provide physiotherapy support. If they are struggling with writing, holding pen, occupational therapists can support them. So there are lots, so many professionals that are involved in the care of a child with Down syndrome. And each child is unique. Each child has different um like i said different uh challenges so uh some may not have anything so some children struggle with intel and learning abilities so they may not be able to go maybe to the university but they can most people with Down syndrome have at least moderate. They don't tend to have like severe, severe. Of course you can have that, but majority will have moderate intellectual disability, which means even though they can still learn like vocational skills and things that like they can live independently. and most of them get married, they can have their own children. Of course, once you have a child with Down syndrome, the risk of having another baby with Down syndrome is higher. Uh, but uh, like I said, we can screen in subsequent pregnancies on, on that. So finally, has around job, is Down syndrome uh something that we can prevent? Because a lot of that's the question, a lot of mother hacks. Um Like I said, we don't know why some of these things happen. We just know that there are risk factors for heat, And so for, we know that being an elderly over 35 mom is a risk factor. And so we can screen you when you're pregnant and we can actually test the baby in the pregnancy as well to know, and then it's your choice whether you want to carry the baby or not. If you have had a child with Down syndrome before and you're still going to have another child, there are genetic doctors uh, uh, who can, the genetic counselors who can provide support to such parents, they will counsel you and then they will um, let you know the the, risk of having another child with Down syndrome, what can you do? And again, like I said, we can provide testing. So, however, uh, many people with Down syndrome are very happy. In the fact, they're one of the happiest people. They are very happy with their lives, and they don't wish to be different. Uh, I and mean, if you go online, there are lots of um, lovely, lovely videos of people with Down syndrome who are doing excellent, who well, getting married, having their own family, doing their own jobs. So, um for parents, I think I will leave the last word uh for parents who already have children with Down syndrome uh you don't have to be ashamed of your child. you don't have to feel depressed. I don't it can be some parents find it very psychologically traumatic uh it's sometimes the you parents go through a period of grief because they mourn the fact that maybe this child may not be able to you know be what they have thoughts that they want the child to be. However, once you've gone through that stage, there are lots of Down syndrome association Uh, so and every country, virtually every country have their own Down syndrome association, it may be good to join one of them, so you see other parents, uh, then you get that support from them, and then you see other children with Down syndrome I remember there was a time in Nigeria that we went for the Olympics most of our Olympics, we didn't win much medals, but our Paralympics, you know they won a lot of gold medals for Nigeria, so there are people with Down syndrome who are more popular because they won gold the medals for the country whereas some people without dance of have not been able to even done something close. So what I'm trying to say is that though it may look like oh it's a it's a different ability they may not they may have their own challenges but they can still live a fulfilling life with the right support. If you don't look at them like oh there's nothing no just make sure you support your child, take them to see the pediatrician, let us check for all the health issues and support the health issues. If there are learning issues, if we need to give them special support as well, they can be given that and they can achieve their own uh, lifetime goals and be happy and fulfilled. So thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope you have learned about dance for the past almost one hour. I've been talking about down syndrome or what we call trisomy 21 it's one of the most common chromosomal uh, or call it genetic abnormalities uh uh or this condition not abnormality called genetic condition in the world and um due to the presence of extra copy of chromosome 21 people will die Trisomy twenty one or Down syndrome have unique physical look or facial features, and they have some approach to certain physical developmental or intellectual challenges. But these all can be supported, and they can live fulfilling life. So, if you have any questions on this topic, feel free to post it on the pediatrician facebook group we are there from monday to saturday and we'll be able to answer your question and if you're a parent and you want to join any of the down syndrome association or support group and you don't know how to do that feel free to post that on our facebook group as well we'll be able to send you the link or you can just google down syndrome society or association near me i'm sure you will and there are a lot of them online these days that you can link up with and you can can get the right support. Finally, please do not call any child uh, with Down syndrome saying, have Down syndrome. It's only children that have been diagnosed by a doctor that should be said to have Down syndrome. Every child with any disability does not have Down syndrome. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again another time next week when we'll be talking about another important topic. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye.
0: Are you a mother, father, or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones, and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Gumi because it's informative, educative, and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour. The Programme for Caring Parents Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Ghani because it's informative, educative, and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour, the program for caring parents.